This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a Minionese rendition of the theme song from the hit musical Hair. It's the finale of Despicable May, and we're talking Minions on today's... Clap along if you feel like three girls and a group. Clap along if you feel like Minions are real cute. Clap along if you feel like podcasts are an oversaturated market. Clap along if you feel like we're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix for Despicable May, a month of exploring the highest grossing animated film franchise of all time with marketable little plushies that are definitely not a ripoff of the green aliens from Toy Story. This show is not for kids, so turn this off and die in a Russian snow desert. Uh, so my guest today to round we're we're done Despicable May and I <laughs> boy what a goddamn movie to finish on so uh, you remember him from our infamous Kids Bop episode mm-hmm. he's a member of the of the Shrimpy Boys it's John Runyon thanks Hello. for having me back Ross uh, yeah thank you for doing this because uh, this month it's it, You'd be surprised at how hard it is to tell somebody hey do you want to come watch one of the Despicable Me movies <laughs> and you were. Too game for it. You could have had me for all four, quite frankly. (laughs) (laughs) There are four, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, this was my first piece of Minions media. Okay, you've never seen any of the other ones? Well, I mean, I should preface this with, I'm a huge fan of these little yellow guys. Uh, You know that. Yeah, we all are. Well, you just put up uh, in your uh, cubicle uh, the Minions, and Mm -hmm. it says, bless this mess, right? Yeah, I had to make that meme custom. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to relate the ideas of uh, Bless This Mess and Minions. I felt like those were two uh, complimentary ideas. It's I don't believe that that doesn't exist, though. That's why I had to make it, because I Googled it. Like, Bless This Mess, Minions, 4 billion results. Gotta be. <laughs> Gotta be. Nothing. But it looks beautiful. And I'm assuming after watching this film, you're just going to kind of be the Minions guy of your office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally justified. I was worried they'd fall flat for me. I loved them without seeing them, but no, they held up. Like, maybe this is Minions Despicable Me Stockholm Syndrome, but like, I kind of want to get a flush Minion. They're just so, once you get past the stigma, <laughs> they're so cute and lovable. Like, my no, love seriously. is unironic. The, by, I think the first movie when we watched it uh, for this month, I was thinking, oh, like, okay, it's going to be stupid fun. But then by the second, I was genuinely charmed by them. Then the third movie, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And this <laughs> movie is such uh, just an explosion of things happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it, You don't even know where to start with this movie. I, t- this is, I think this is the fewest notes I've ever taken on a movie, just because I turned to you after the second or third like giant explosion and i just did not know what was notable anymore <laughs> yeah we literally talked about during the movie like the bar to take notes on something has become so high i can't take notes on anything cuz the movie is just so ridiculous yeah i stopped after they got to new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> i stopped taking notes i was like okay i think we're done here it's, that's when the movie goes off the rails and that's like 12 minutes in <laughs> yeah because like at first i i guess i didn't even understand what i thought this movie was gonna be mm-hmm. i thought it was just gonna be kind of like them hanging out in the jungle for some reason yeah i don't i was not expecting this either and we watched like a good bit of it like they went from like northern russia to new york 
and then I turned. Well, you, I was also like, ancient Egypt. Oh yeah, 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 right, right. But we'll circle back to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, is this a prequel? I had no idea. Yeah, so there, there, there are a lot of surprises for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start at the very beginning. So, uh, we get this really long narration about just how minions, their existence is to be henchmen and serve a despicable figure. Like they say that very early on, mm-hmm. and you see them following and supporting a t-rex right then their dumb hijinks cause the t-rex to die violently i might add yeah so i so my first note of my phone is the minions killed the dinosaurs (laughs) uh then you see uh hieroglyphics with the minions on them and then you see uh pharaoh and a bunch of slaves from Mm -hmm. ancient egypt and i was like oh minions helped enslave the jews yeah so minions are biblically canon i believe is what they're (laughs) implying (laughs) i mean uh maybe the fruit that adam and eve ate was a banana (laughs) (laughs) it could be oh and that's the best joke that we're gonna say this entire (laughs) just turn the podcast off (laughs) yeah uh yeah and then they the minions are also responsible for I guess they're responsible for Napoleon's defeat in Russia. It's That seems to be what that was going for, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. And then they're in the cave. So they get their power, quote-unquote, from serving different evil people, I think. I guess there was like that weird line that like, they're gonna die? Was what they were getting at? Because they were like... Oh, yeah, because they had the really sad football match. Right. Um, or the, soccer match. Oh, the, sorry, I got Britain on the brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was the long line to talk to the therapist. Like, Yeah. Uh, it, it becomes a, a really sad sight. So, like, they... they uh, after Napoleon's defeat... This is so crazy to say out loud. <laughs> uh, like... So after Napoleon's defeat in Russia, the minions flee to a cave, mm-hmm. and they just hang out there and build a society, and then they just get bored and weak because they don't have anybody to help. So they send the three titular minions, the three. Uh, Stuart, uh, Bob, and Kevin, and Kevin yeah. to find an evil villain that they can uh, save. Or bring, bring to save them. Yeah, to serve, they want to serve him. Yeah. And let me just say, I'm still on board at that point. Like, with the, the plot, I'm with yeah, you still. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, this will be fun. I don't mm-hmm. understand how any of this is going to happen, but sure. Uh, so, so the Minions get to New York, 1968. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, we're one year away from free love. Or, yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't really know history, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this movie did not help me learn history either. <laughs> well, no, you know that uh, Nixon is president. Right. And uh, Queen Elizabeth is the queen. Right. Yeah, they had some... They could have taken more opportunities to have minions accidentally be there for historical events, like Forrest Gump style. I was just about to say, <laughs> this movie, wait, is just Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> but they were there for like them filming the moon landing secretly uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, great joke. Yeah, nice little gag. Even though that annoyed me, because the moon landing was 1969. I just love like with the, the intro, like they're like, oh yeah, evolution is super real, but the moon landing's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, minions and like these this cacophony of supervillains, uh, that's all believable. But <laughs> there's no way man could have gone to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though that's maybe that was a callback because in Despicable Me, the first one, the big plot is that Gru is gonna steal the moon. 
Hmm. Okay. Probably not. If that's like the most, the biggest reason why seeing the three movies like that needs to happen before this one, then that's fine. I did. Well, I need I need to like digest and think about like how this movie ties together because I was reading the IMDb facts and they pointed out that oh, uh, in the first Despicable Me or in one of them, uh, I don't remember which one is which at this point. So there's a yard sale in the. Second or third one? Oh, the third one, because Gru gets fired from the anti-villain league. And I think Bob is trying to sell different stuff that they have. And I think one of them is the the Queen's Crown. Or it's okay. just in the background in the first one. Okay. So they kind of they kind of laid that... Uh, like, that's the kind of callbacks I'm hoping for, though. I'm glad it wasn't like a... You gotta watch Despicable Me too to see uh, Stewart's redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. And well, for some reason, Despicable Me two is all about a minion named Larry. Okay, was he I, was he in this flick? No, I don't. <laughs> wait, what the fuck was the deal with Larry? I watched this movie two weeks ago. How do I forget <laughs> this? It's like they, I don't know. It's, it was really just the three in this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they're, they're like the, they've always been kind of like the more to the front ones, but then it was weird with the Larry minion because everybody was like, who the fuck is this minion? Hmm. I hate that I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> I've never hated myself more. No, you got to get into uh, it. Well, one thing that I didn't notice until I was reading the IMDb facts was that um, you can see little Gru in the background during Villain Con. And okay. he's and he's looking at the freeze gun by who would by Despicable Me one be like his gadget guy, okay. like Russell Brand plays like this old man gadget maker, okay. And apparently he's in the background. Hmm. So there's some wheels turning. Okay, they're they're setting some stuff up. But I feel like prequels are really easy to write because I feel like it's like oh like we know this happened so let's put like yeah. It's dumb. Knowing how a story ends and writing how it gets there is the easy part. But, I mean, chronologically, like, going back, like... Uh, sure. In New York, the next thing is they meet the villains. They, uh... Oh, the villain family. The villain family. They're hitchhiking. And they meet those people in the car. And that is an absolutely buck-wild sequence. Played by Oscar winners Allison Janney and Michael Keaton. No, it is not. Yes. <laughs> I did not even notice. The Nelson family. Just to be clear. Wow. Okay, but the uh, <laughs> Allison Janney and that's crazy because this movie really takes a turn when they pull actual guns out from like underneath the seats to rob the bank. Well, I I think that's the only real weapons in the entire franchise because a lot of it's just cartoonish, like ooh, a bubblegum uh exploding thing or like a lava lamp gun yeah, yeah. or in the the third there's a the i don't remember there's yeah. a whole running gag with a fart gun mm. but like this family robs banks together and they just have gun guns like real guns like silver and black guns yeah uh and then they had their nice uh christmas face masks which were a nice little touch yeah and the the cat has one as well and that was fun <laughs> yeah you mentioned to me you mentioned to me speaking of cameos and Gru being at villain con you mentioned to me that supposedly richard nixon was in like one of the sequences at yeah villain so 
so uh, flashing forward a little bit. So uh, Sandra Bullock, ever, American sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I, uh, she's also she's also an Academy Award winner. Yes. Uh, so she plays Scarlet Overkill, who's the world's first female supervillain. Mm. And so she d- gives this PowerPoint presentation where she's like, "I need new minions." Wink. And uh, you can be my henchmen, my minions, if you take this jewel from me. And so everybody bum rushes to get it. And apparently Richard Nixon is there the at mix. some point. Hmm. That's a good bit. I wish I caught that. Yeah, so do I. I was <laughs> I was just overwhelmed. There's it's There's, it's all so overwhelming. There is a lot going on. There, uh but also nothing going on. Yeah, right. They introduce so many characters in that sequence who are in the film like a bunch of times after that, but never do anything. Like the big sumo guy and the fish thing, fish lips. Well, no, the sumo, the sumo guy and fish lips both catch one of the one of the two. Right, but they, they don't have like lines or anything. I think the sumo guy says once, like, "Oh, there they go." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "I got one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't do a, a weird voice, which I appreciate. It was just like a gravelly voice. Yeah, they all sound the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this is very hard to talk about with zero notes and also just. This plot. Oh, this is important to mention. Okay, so Scarlet, the minions end up getting the jewel somehow, and Scarlet's like, great, you're going to be my henchman, and she starts treating them like children, yeah. which was confusing. Uh, the, the dynamic between like her and then uh, Herb, her husband, played by John, John Hamm. Hamm. Yeah, and the minions at first was like actually kind of adorable. like It was endearing and a little sweet, but it was just like, okay, well... This isn't going to turn out great. Well, and then my my thought was that she was going to betray them and like uh, frame them, something like that. Yeah. But then it does like she loves the minions, but she just gets annoyed because she wants them to steal the Queen of England's crown so right. that she can be the Queen of England. But Which then it's not how that works through a bunch of fuck. I mean, apparently it is. Yeah, okay. Because uh, uh, Bob rewrites the rules. Right. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So they go on this crazy chase, and all this stupid stuff happens. Uh, the part in the movie that you want to block out of your memory happened. Mm, right. Well, we'll we'll have to touch on that, but we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we well, can circle back. Sure, 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 sure. So they get like these different. Uh, the uh, Kevin Bob and Stuart get these different gadgets, and they're like cool, uh, and just a bunch of crap happens. Bob takes the sword out of the sword in the stone. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently that means that he is the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the rules for the royal family are much more complex than I anticipated. And I'm just glad the minions are really delving into it. I hope that if you're listening to this in the car, you didn't crash your car when I said that Bob the minion becomes the king of England. <laughs> because that does happen in this movie. And everybody is 100% on board for it. Mm-hmm. He has a real like uh, a real king speech moment <laughs> where he just yells King Bob and everybody explodes and then says some minion gibberish and they're not into it but then yells King Bob again and everybody's and like cool the we're all for is King loving Bob it. yeah so then Scarlet gets there and she's super pissed because she's like I was supposed to be queen and then Bob says like Baba la Baba you can be the king or the queen and a guy a British guy says you can't do that and then it cuts to Parliament right. and uh, an announcer goes. So Bob just did that or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> That's one thing that I really did like about this movie because they're not even trying to be 
grounded in any way. Because mm-hmm. the other three movies, it's like, oh, like, Gru loves uh, the girls, and that's kind of the whole thing. This one, it's like, yeah, they're minions. Yeah. So it's just crazy crap happens, but everybody in the universe is fine with it. Yeah, there are no rules in this one, and everybody is on board. Yeah, Bill Maher would hate it. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> uh, so so what, what even happens? To, so, oh yeah, so Bob gives the crown to Carla. Is that her name, Carla? Why does that not sound right? Who? who? Uh, Sandra Bullock. No, uh, Scarlet. Scarlet, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So Scarlet be- is being coronated, and a bunch of stupid shit happens again, mm-hmm. and they, the minions accidentally drop a fucking metal chandelier on her, mm-hmm. and then she's like, you guys ruined my coronation, now it's an execution. Yeah. All these evil people chase them and the, try to blow them up. The entire country of England, more or less, is like looking for these minions? Well, no, only the villains. Because remember, oh, they yeah. go into the pub oh, where the queen the of Engl- the former queen of England is. And she's like, oh, there they are. And she pounds a growler, like, by the way. Just in yes. case you guys were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> the queen of England could throw down. Yeah. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if the queen of England saw this and if she liked it. Mm. <laughs> There's got to be something out there on whether or not she saw this. Like... Th- uh, I'm sure, whatever, like, a, a, one of the babies in the royal family has probably seen it. I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, I don't remember any of their names. Luke? You're definitely asking the wrong Little person. Prince Luke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Prince Luke saw this and went to his great-grandma and was like, Mommy, look. And but she's like, I don't like it. Just in case anybody's wondering who hasn't seen this, the whole, like, having a chandelier dropped on her and stuff, she, uh, Scarlet survives because she has... Iron, a metal Ma- dress. Iron Man yeah. technology. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Ooh, Iron Maiden. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, this is backtracking a lot, but we should mention that. Uh, so the minions worked for a bunch of villains, including Dracula. Yes. They killed Dracula. They did kill Dracula. They killed. Are we getting all of them? Because I feel like I don't want to leave those out. The dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, the Dr- Egyptians. Uh, Dracula, Dracula and Napoleon. Okay. And oh, and they it. also there's also a subplot where. Uh, a bunch of abominable snowmen right. come, and they sing, make them laugh for the <laughs> yeah, for them, and they, they like it. Uh, but I think that's all of the evil people that they've worked for. Mm-hmm. There might be some. There was like a weird animated sequence at the beginning where they're like amoebas. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like they evolved from single cell organisms, like like we all did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, I mean, then why are there still single-celled organisms? Awesome. <laughs> uh, it must suck to still be a single-celled organism. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Why did that? Why does that guy get to be a shoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we a shoe. I don't think that's a living thing. Yeah, but it's made of shit. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> this is a science look, podcast now. Look, John, you gotta admit, shoes are made of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if shoes are real, then why are there still flip-flops? <laughs> Uh, fuck, you got me. Okay, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so, so the, all these evil people are chasing after Bob, Kevin, and Stuart. Scarlet captures Bob and Stuart. So then Kevin has to save them. He accidentally grows like 200 feet tall and saves the day and then sends, then explodes Scarlet and Herb. And the nice thing about like the pacing, if I can like, be an asshole about sure. the, the minions movie is by the by the time that he grows to be 200 feet tall 
you've totally bought into the ludicrousness <laughs> of your, and you're like, of course that's what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, like the 10 minutes before that are a little too normal. Yeah. Because it's just them getting yelled at and angry mm-hmm. and that's no fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, so they explode and the queen is reinstated as the queen and she's like, Okay, minions, you save the day. Here are all these different gifts. Then uh, her and Herb show up and they're like, We have the crown again somehow. Right. And then they get frozen by young Gru. By young Gru. And then the minions follow Gru, and the movie ends. And that's it. And he looks gross, by the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Young Gru freaks me out. And this is one of the parts of the movie that I do have a problem with. Because Ooh. in the original Despicable Me and all the subsequent ones, when they do a flashback to young Gru, uh, it's Steve Carell, but he has like a, they pitch his voice up a good amount. This one, he just has his normal adult Gru voice. Oh, really? And I don't like it. It wasn't that high pit. Like, it's, it's pretty much what he sounds like in the all the other movies. Hmm. Well, how old do you think he is? Because now I'm trying to put the math together. Like- so, this took place in 1968. The first movie took place in modern day, so then 2010. So, they're implying he's like 50 years old. 50, yeah, Gru is at least plus. 50, probably 55, 60 years old. Did you get that impression from the Despicable Me movies? Well, he's bald, so you can't tell from, mm, from uh, hair. his hair. But his brother, Drew, has luscious blonde hair. Mm. And also, he's super agile. Like, it's insane how in shape he is. <laughs> or, I wonder, because the minions are like ageless and everlasting beings. Right, they're immortal. Yeah. I wonder if being in their presence slows down the aging process. I feel like we can just go ahead and canonize that right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be the least ludicrous thing about the Minion Steve franchise. Steve Carell, if you're listening to this, <laughs> please confirm this. Yeah, Illumination team, uh, we are both hireable as writers. Yes. Yeah, please. Yeah, we're both going to quit our cool jobs yeah. that we have. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm like about... Actually, if you're listening to this, I, I'm, I do not have a job for two and a half weeks. So expect a lot of KidFlix content. I am looking forward I'm gonna, to that. I'm gonna rec- I'm gonna try to record like seven episodes. Oh my! Just get ahead. Yeah. If okay. I have like two, I have two and a half weeks before my new job starts, so I might as well just invite a bunch of people into my apartment. Yeah, we should have the first uh, full Shrimpy Boys. Uh... God, no, <laughs> that would be. Madness. I've had all of you on individually, mm-hmm. or I've had the three. That are active in the group chat on the podcast. I cannot imagine all of us in a room. But the crazy thing is, if you actually play all of the Shrimpy Boys audio at the same time from it our episodes, up to yeah, Wizard of Oz, yeah, right. Because um, <laughs> we're going to be seeing each other uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. and it is going to be nuts because we all are loud people, and we all just want to make the same joke from high school that we've been making for six years. Of course. Because uh, there's still, you know, primo. Yeah, oh, there's so much content to be mined from <laughs> high school. Just being like, they got married? Or why? Who is this person that is still happening? Also, <laughs> we need a we need to start the ball rolling on a five-year co- uh, high school reunion. Uh, I don't think that's our... Is that our thing? Do we have to do that? Or I don't know. I was kind of hoping somebody else would just take the mantle on that one. Well, you think former class president Pat Massio is going to do it? <laughs> Boy, Pat, if you're listening. <laughs> that sure would be nice if Patrick Massio took care of that. 
Oh, yeah, we're saying his full name. Yeah. Patrick, mm-hmm. not just Pat. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, uh, so what? Uh, so we, we well, went through uh, the movie. I get... we, we glossed over the most important part of this movie for me. Okay. We glossed over <laughs> the scene, uh, the climactic moment of the film. When uh, Scarlet Overkill, the villain, throws a giant lava rocket at the 200-foot-tall Kevin. (laughs) Kevin grabs the rocket, decides to eat it, and then flies up and grabs onto Scarlet Overkill, flies up into the air, and there is an Iron Giant reminiscent scene where the rocket explodes. And for a good 10 seconds, they let you believe that it killed all three of them. Herb, Scarlet Overkill, and and Kevin. Kevin. Also... Scarlet is bad at explosions because it didn't kill any of them. No, all three of them survived. And they were all fine. Just a little charred. Yeah, no, but I, I cannot stress enough how much the imagery <laughs> was uh, like like uh, a parody of Iron Giant. It was, uh, it was a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this is the first uh, movie from Illumination to gross a billion dollars. This movie grossed over a billion dollars. How does that make you feel, John? Well-deserved, frankly. (laughs) Well-deserved. Because this and Despicable Me 3 both made over a billion. Here's the thing, though. We have stuff out there like, this is fun, you know? It's, 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 I'm not going to get... The age that we're living in with, like, big movies and stuff? Yeah, but also this movie is, is fun. Like, there are a lot of, uh, it's fun for all ages. I really like what they do, did with this movie. You know, you know, I've already bought into the Minions franchise yeah. wholeheartedly before seeing any of the movies. But even even after this, like, it feels wholehearted to me. I like. I don't know how to feel about this movie. I've watched all four. I know the in and outs by now of the Despicable Me lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how to feel. Like, it feels genuine, don't you? Wouldn't you agree that like these movies feel more genuine that, than like that's Boss the Baby one thing. or something? A- a hundred percent. So I think they took the silliness from uh, DreamWorks with some of the heart from Pixar. Yeah. And I'm not saying these movies are not mm. Pixar. <laughs> no. They're better than DreamWorks, I would say, by and large. I mean, I haven't seen I Sing. Uh, I will say Secret Life of Pets was an empty, boring movie. Mm. I saw that by myself in London in 2016. <laughs> well, that might not have been the optimum viewing experience. You might have to give that one another what a, go. What a Wednesday night. <laughs> I, ha- I got a Heineken and was drinking it. And then somebody got a phone call and was on the phone for three, four minutes behind me. Yeah, that's not optimum. Because the plot of Secret Life of Pets is too similar to Toy Story where it's like, so Max is the little white one and then Eric Stone Street voices the big brown one. And the whole thing is like, oh, we're going to find the brown one's owner. And then he doesn't want to see the owner when they're at the door because it's like, he, he like stopped looking for me or something like that. And I think his owner died because it had been a while and it was an old man. Right. So then he lives with Max, the dog, and Ellie Kemper. Okay. So, you know, that storyline is, uh, that's a little played out, but yeah. but it but that's what I'm like. It didn't feel heartfelt, right? No, it also wasn't that fun. You would think it would that movie would be so much fun because it's like, oh yeah, like what do dogs do? But it's a weird, it's a weirdly plot driven movie, right? It should about be like whimsical. oh, like we're getting lost or something like that. And that's what I mean with the ludicrous of this movie. 
It does not try to be too seriously. It allows itself to get crazy. Yeah. And I think that serves but the cra- so well. But the craziness is almost the gr- the ground level for this movie. Right. Exactly. That's the basis. Instead of the plot, the basis is the ludicrous. You know, no matter what happens, it's going to be lunacy. Well, the thing that I think is really interesting about this franchise is that the world... Like, villains are secretive, but at the same time, everybody kind of accepts that villains exist in the world. Like, there aren't really... I don't. I can't think of really superheroes. I mean, the anti-villain league becomes established and canon in the second one, but it's kind of just like, oh, this is just part of the world. They're like celebrities. It it kind of seems like from this one, because like everybody knew Scarlet. It seemed like. yeah, which makes it interesting because yeah, because she has the that giant house that's right. just right there. Same with Victor in the first one. Uh, same with Gru in the whole franchise. Like, his mm-hmm. house is very clearly like, oh, yeah, that's that. Right. But then there's all these, like, little secret aspects of the world. Kind of like in Harry Potter, how it's like, oh, we knock on this wall and it's the evil bank. Or yeah. whatever. That's I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well I, if you... For those of you who remember the first movie, uh, Gru goes to a bank, goes into the bathroom... And like flushes a specific urinal stall, and the wall opens to reveal the evil bank. Oh, I thought you were talking about Harry Potter. No, it also the, happens in Harry Potter. This, yeah, same thing. The Jews that run uh, Gringotts. <laughs> oh my God! You opened my eyes. You, there's you, come on. That is John. Is that what they're going for? Not necessarily, but it's like you cannot ignore. Because I mean, That's I think kind of... you know, in the Harry Potter books, it's like oh, like these li- like these little goblins or whatever run Gringotts. Oh, but in the movies. And and famously, Jews are uh, goblins, according to Nazi propaganda. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, no, that's... Uh... Ooh. Wait, here's some good news, though. Okay. <laughs> Hit me with because it. Because the minions got stranded in the Russian uh, ice desert during Napoleon's reign, they completely missed the Holocaust. You're right. You're right. Guys, that is a silver lining. Oh, can you imagine the minions in Auschwitz? Well, I mean, do you think they would have wanted to serve under Hitler? Yeah, he's one of the most evil. I guess he's the most It is despicable. interesting that that they chose Napoleon over Stalin. Hmm. Or wait, no. Sorry, Napoleon yeah, is wait. like late 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're not quite the same era. <laughs> yeah. They're a little bit apart. You would but, think they would have stumbled upon Stalin if they're in Russia. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is probably the optics on Stalin are not quite as good as Napoleon <laughs> for many reasons. Stalin was busy killing all of his citizens yeah. and didn't have time to be like, "Well, well, dos minions. Yeah. <laughs> dos minions, holy shit. Dos minions. Okay. Mm, the gritty reboot. Fuck. I kind of want to see like World War Two minions, <laughs> like, but like tastefully done, like black and white for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> black and white and yellow and yellow. <laughs> the, okay, this is a bad idea, but at the same time, I'm thinking about it, and it sounds kind of fun. Like almost like revisionist history, like Inglorious Bastards was. That, okay, because also the minions wreck everybody, everything that they work for. So technically. It would still be a happy movie because the minions are ruining well, that's World what, War Two. I was kind of thinking that during this movie, like in a weird way, the minions like are the hero. I mean, not in a weird way; they are the hero. But it's funny that they're like trying to work for the villain, but they end up becoming the hero just because they 
mess everything up. Yeah. So in a way, that would be interesting. And it's weird. The third movie, the minions go on strike because Gru is not evil anymore. I think this is the third one. And they, yeah, so they like protest and leave because they want to do evil stuff. But then I think they end up just accepting like, ah, it's fine. We'll just be good. But we're just doing whatever like Gru wants to do. We'll just help him out. Is that really how the third movie resolves? Wait, no. Sorry, I just remembered. I thought the minions changed. They do not. Because Gru's brother Drew, spoiler alert. Okay. Um, he tries to be good like Gru, but then he decides like, sorry, brother, I'm evil. And then all the minions follow him because they want to follow the evil. Right. So it. So we talked about this briefly last week, but it's not clear if there's going to be an, a fourth Despicable, Despicable Me, Me because yeah. Steve Carell has kind of said, like, I'm kind of done with it. Oh, that's a shame. He can be replaced. The franchise must go on. Yeah. I was about to make the exact same joke I made last week, too. So, <laughs> oops. Uh, I, I won't repeat it because it was so funny last week. Um, so, plug your own last episode. Yeah, guys, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I guess, like, and, you know, I might as well bring this up now because, weirdly enough, like, the week they're recording this, this is breaking news that they've released the name of the next Minions movie. Oh, no. What is it? So the next mo- the next movie in the Despicable Me franchise is going to be another Minions movie because I think Steve Carell stole the fence. Right. So it's called Minions, colon, The Rise of Gru. Okay. So I think it's going to be just an expansion of the end credit scene. Well, they've got like a... So there's the there's the Gru trilogy, you know. Yeah. And then then they're gonna do a Minions trilogy, and then we'll see after that. They got like a Star Wars Disney thing kind of going on. Yeah, they're gonna I... do like <laughs> banana uh, Minions story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's no details whatsoever about it. Can but they a just date? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be released uh, July third, twenty twenty. Which mm. this is a stacked. Uh, day that is happening because it's it's july 4th weekend which is always mm-hmm. a big weekend but some of the movies coming out during that weekend are the top gun sequel okay uh uh something called free guy which is a a disney fox movie with ryan reynolds the okay. new ghostbusters okay the new purge movie Alright. And the In the Heights uh movie. Ooh, okay. So this move this weekend is gonna be insane. That's gonna be a wild next weekend. Year. I'm gonna camp out in the theater <laughs> and just just walk from one to the other. I don't think in one weekend I can transition mentalities to watch the new Minions movie and then In the Heights and then The Purge. And then Top Gun. Yeah, and then Top Gun. I don't do you, think I'm emotionally are you, Do you capable. like the Purge movies? I don't think we've ever talked about that. <sighs> I've seen maybe sixty minutes of Purge movies total separated among them so i'm I'm not the biggest fan i'm a fan the first one's boring the second one is so fun because it's it's before they get really overtly political and being like Mm. get it but like the second one is just like oh people get locked out during the purge let's just see all the crazy fucking shit that people are doing during the purge yeah okay Hmm. and i i've been meaning to watch the other ones but it's just like they're not streaming but i want to watch the tv series where apparently there's a whole plot where there's a group of uh, like priests that sacrifice women for the purge, and that's like this whole religious ritual. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, I don't. That might be too scary for me. I guys, <laughs> I love the purge. 
Purge. I'll say it. Really? I, okay. I think the Purge. Right. The Purge is so well. The, my favorite part about the Purge, I, I, there's no way that the Purge has never come up on the podcast before. But my favorite <laughs> is that because you know they have that now like infamous thing where it's like. Uh, at the sound of the alarm, all crime is legal. Right. And the voice always says, including murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're that's encouraging That's my it. favorite. But I guess, like, once you watch the other purges and you see, like, the socio-political ramifications behind it, it's like, oh, the, the government wants to kill poor people, so they have to make sure people remember that murder is legal. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I don't have to watch them now. I got the political commentary. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember when I, like when the first Purge movie came out, I think we were in like sophomore year of high mm-hmm. school or something. We were definitely in high school, yeah. And uh, I remember I told people, because remember everybody, that was a brief thing, and people were like, what would you do on Purge night? <laughs> yeah. And I remember saying, I would like smoke weed, drink wine, and like hang out in my basement. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like normal 16-year-old reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's be like, yeah, I think I also made a joke about, like, I'd pirate movies or oh, something. Oh, nice. What uh, do you think the Minions would do on Purge Night? They'd do all the goddamn bananas there. <laughs> what would the Minions do on Purge right. Night? Right. I think they would just, well, huh. It's kind of like Purge Day every day for them, I was huh? going to say, because they do whatever their hearts desire. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's just same old, same yeah. old. <laughs> That's what Minions 2 is, actually. The Purge is just happening in the background. You don't even notice. Yeah, that's it. That's Guru's big invention is the purge. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I'm. I feel like we're missing big things in this movie, okay. and I cannot think. We have to talk. I. I want to bring up one of my favorite visual gags in this movie. Sure. It's like the briefest thing, but it's the scene where all of the villains are hunting for the minions in England, and there's a scene where all three of them duck into a phone booth. And they look oh, up, that and there's a good. guy with a chainsaw, and he tries to start it twice, and then he holds out the hand of the minions like, one second, please. <laughs> and then he tries to start it again. That one, uh, I was not prepared for that. Yeah, and then and then he's also giving the thing like, can you guys like quiet down, yeah, right. like just calm down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you not, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also like, uh, there's one really annoying thing where like, because they, they, you know, they have to give Stuart, Kevin, and Bob different personalities, but they're minions, so they're identical, essentially. Right. So, like, they give Bob that he's like, oh, he's more of a baby, and he, he is, like, kind and cute. But the thing that they give Stuart is he just likes music, which is, it's really annoying. Not much of a personality. No. The only thing they, the only scene they really give him a personality is uh, when they first get to New York and they're watching the TV, and there's the dating show. And, like, the dating show contestants oh, happen to be funny. named Bob, Kevin, and Stuart. And, uh, uh, who, who was it? Bob just has the kind of, like, uh, like Shaka-type, like, uh, I don't yeah. even remember what he says. But he's just, like, chill kind of vibe. And then Kevin is, like, a businessman. Right. <laughs> but it, they don't really play that up. Have no. It's, it's whatever. I also just learned that the writer uh, of uh, the Minions movie, Brian Lynch... He wrote the Puss in Boots movie. Mm. He also co-wrote Hop. Okay. We He's all got remember some big Hop. names. <laughs> God, Hop. I bet they were trying to start another franchise. They're like, cool, we got more weird, cute things that say things about butts and poop. Yeah, right. That's, uh, well, you know, you got to practice to make perfect. Yeah. He also, so this was his first, actually not his first foray into the Despicable Me franchise because he wrote... For the theme park ride, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Wow. He wrote on that. 
Um, so it must have been so good that they promoted him to feature film. Yeah. Imagine that jump. Which, like, and the plot of Minion Mayhem is that you get accidentally zapped into a minion, into being a minion. Okay. I think I I wanted to go on last time I was in Universal Studios, but the line was long and I was by myself and I was like, I feel like this is a sad ride to go on by yourself. <laughs> so that I so that I went to like a live special effects demonstrating show, which was even sadder. So is the ride like a so if you turn into a minion, I assume it's like an adult body dysmorphia horror type ride yeah it's a it's a <laughs> it's a cronenberg nightmare uh like your eyes merge into one what's well, like it's it's just like another 3d ride where you're just like being shaken okay yeah. and then i think they spray banana smell banana smell at okay. some point hmm. so like that's that's, that's it yeah it's fine yeah um <laughs> yeah and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what like that we've covered so much so quickly but at the same time, nothing happened. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> yeah, all of the things... You couldn't convince me if I hadn't seen the movie that they were all in one movie. But they are. Yeah. Also, this, but this definitely had the most uh, uh, iterations of Minions singing for some reason. Mm-hmm. After the first movie, I forget what they sang. But they were like, cool, the Minions need at least two songs per movie. And, oh, we might as well bring this up now, the part that you wanted to oh, forget. Oh, God. So... uh <laughs> Herb gives uh, Bob Stewart and Kevin different devices to help them steal uh, the the Queen's crown. Mm-hmm. One of them being uh, a mind control hat. Right. And so uh, I think Bob has it. And he uh, they break into the Tower of London where it's held for some reason. Yeah, for some reason it's uh, there. I just realized that. Why isn't it on her head? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... These three guards are like, oh, you can't be here. Right. And then uh, Bob turns on the mind control hat right. and starts singing. So then Bob and these two, these three guards start singing the theme song to the musical Hair. Is that what that was? Yes. Wow. Okay. I could not pick up on what that was for the life of yeah, me. Yeah. So then, then the three guards like strip off their clothes. Yep. And they, their hair grows really long. Yeah, well, no, they take off their those British guard hats. Yeah, and the hair just comes down. The one thing it did make me laugh because at the very end of the movie, when Stuart is like playing guitar, the guitar that the Queen of England gave him, mm-hmm. you see them headbanging in the background. And I'm like, that's <laughs> funny that they that they're still like in a trance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good little callback. Yeah, and then other songs that they sing is they sing the theme song from the Monkees. Uh, and they sing "Make Them Laugh." Yeah, no, there's a lot of musical numbers in this one. Oh, they oh they also sing the Universal theme song. When did they? At, at oh, the oh at the beginning. Of, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah right. <laughs> Which was a great tone setter. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, we were. I I just like turned it on really without warning, and you're like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. this is happening now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, we're locked in. And yeah, uh, it's just. This whole franchise blows my mind, and this is kind of, I, you know, I'm kind of like trying to collect my entire thoughts on the Despicable Me franchise, like the thing that partly inspired me to start Kid Flicks. And like, I, on one hand, it's it's easy to be like, oh, these these movies are just like the next like annoying merchandising cash grab, which on one hand, a hundred percent, absolutely. But the other side, like, there's a surprising amount of like actual like sweetness into it, and like. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of stupid weirdness too. Like, for some reason, I kept thinking, like, oh, if like me having kids and taking them to see this, specifically this one, it stuck out the most of like sitting at the theater being like, what did I get myself yeah. into? But then like two, three moments of being like, like the polite like adult in a theater going like, huh. Or whatever, right. like in a kid's movie, because like the one or two jokes, it's like, okay, that's kind of silly. Right. But like, you're yeah. kind of dead inside because you're a parent and you're just exhausted. <laughs> you right. And you're just like, okay, this is funny, I guess. Yeah, no, this movie got a lot of genuine laughs out of me. Like, I wish I had kept count, uh, you know, a la, you know, our other favorite podcast, uh, Paul Blart 2. Uh, yeah, Till Death Do Us Till Blart. Death Do Us Blart, thank you. I wish I had kept count of the number of times I laughed at this. Because it was uh, a little higher than I would care to admit. Yeah, but we are. I am not committing to watching this every year. I think you know. No. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah okay. We, we've we'll got talk. 365 days before we're ready to watch again. So. Yeah. Who knows? Come next May. Oh God. What if I just do this again? <laughs> the whole month of May. Yeah. Despicable just do, May. Despicable May is like a festivist type thing. It just it mm. comes every year. We okay. all dust off the DVD covers. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of want you to watch at least like one of the other Despicable Me movies. Because I, I think probably two, I think is the probably the most fun. Like, I think one is the sweetest. Actually, yeah, watch the first one, I think. I, I mean, I can tell from the media. Like, the, the, the first one is about Gru's relationship with whatever that child is in the relation three, to... The three girls. Three girls. So yeah, he... Oh, wow. So, so the first movie is about Gru... Um, learning that, like, he wants to be, he wants to care for these girls. He doesn't necessarily want to still be evil. And the second movie kind of explores okay. being good. And so does the third one. Uh, but okay. the but uh, just because Bob was super cute in this movie, but he kind of takes the place of Agnes, the youngest girl in the Despicable Me movies, and she she's my favorite character in the entire franchise. She's okay. so cute hmm. and just so genuinely sweet. So... If you had to rank the Despicable Me movies with this Minions movie in there. Well, you know what? Here, how about before I do that, let's rate uh, this one. So, because it's (laughs) Despicable May for the last time, let me explain the rating system. Okay. So, uh, if you loved it, it's so big and fluffy. Okay. If if it was alright, you give it a Despicable Meh. And if you hated it, or if if low tier for you, it's Bananas. Oh, bananas is low tier. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but you you know you know where I'm at, Ross. This was so big and so fluffy, <laughs> the biggest and fluffiest. Like, so here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I, in my head, like watching watching sitting and watching this movie, I was like, I think I have to give it a bananas. But at the same wow. time, it's it's it is. There is like this sweetness to it, and just mm-hmm. like how a lot all the people that the minions encounter, they care for them, right? So I feel like if there's a weird limbo between bananas and so big and fluffy, not meh, but okay. like almost like an overcorrection. Like I hate like the oh so bad it's good or so good it's bad, but like there's some weird turn of like right. it gets so deep in bananas that it and but. There's also, it just becomes endearing and I love it and it's so big and fluffy. Right. So, so I hate to give a non-answer like that. It's in the upside down. Yeah. Well. Hi, I'm Winona Ryder. Okay. <laughs> so if I had to rank good. all of the Despicable Me's. Right. Huh, I think I would go 1, 3, Minions, 2. 
Okay. Mainly two is the worst because that the villain is super just kind of boring. Hmm. And it's like all about Gru falling in love, and I don't care about that. Oh, that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Minions is third best. So if I were to keep watching the Minion franchise, I have a uh, further up to go. You yeah. think than this? And you know what? If you want to come back in what? 2020 to review Minions: The Rise of Gru, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I feel like we have to do that. Yeah, I can be back for your next couple Despicable Mays until yeah. I see all of the <laughs> the Minions movies. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so then <laughs> we can make a playlist. Uh, of you of the movies in order, but you watching them in no particular order. Right. So you just slowly learn more, and then also it sounds like you lose information as we <laughs> as the month goes on. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's really all we have to discuss. Like, I can't think of any other nook or cranny for this movie. Do you have any final thoughts? No. There's. <laughs> yeah, that's the there's, completely there's fair. It is. Else it is nine thirteen p.m. Mm-hmm. On a and, Thursday night. And we yeah. have not eaten dinner. Uh, <laughs> and I'm very hungry and I'm getting loopy. But, but John, thank you. This was also mm. a very last minute thing because I was having my, uh, the guest that I originally was going to have uh, couldn't come anymore and I was getting desperate. But yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Of course. How did it feel to discuss a movie instead of uh, Kids Bob? Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more material. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you, do you have anything to promote or send people towards? No. Friend me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you work at a particular, uh, company, uh, John can really help you with tech. Yeah. Buy software. Yeah. Buy, buy software. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, actually this is coming out, uh, this coming Wednesday, if you're listening to it, I will be at, uh, Kenneth Brewing Company in Kenneth Square, Pennsylvania, where I'll be doing stand-up. So come see that. John, I think you, you I said will be that you there. come. Cool. Will, anybody who wants to come in my van can. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to come. I'll probably come with you instead of coming with my parents. We'll okay. see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, oh, God, this is going to be a crazy night because my parents have never seen me do stand-up, really. Ooh, okay. Or, like, they've never seen me do, like, really, like, material that I've written. Like, they've seen me dick around on stage, but... Okay, I'll uh, be your hype man, so no worries. Yeah, I also, be into it. I also do not know a lot of the material of these other comics coming, so I'm very nervous that it's all going to be, like... Like, you guys ever fuck or whatever? Oh yeah, because my material is like not clean, but it's not like not just like, like you got you guys like vagina. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the p word, but I was like that sounds. I don't want to say that. <laughs> That's grating. Yeah. yeah, especially recorded. Uh, but but that is all for today. Uh, we will hear you next week. And for the last time, signing off for Despicable May. Time to deliver the cookies. <laughs>